This is an Equity Mates Media podcast. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So, for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we get into today's episode, we would like to acknowledge and pay respects to the Wondery people of the Kulin Nation, who are the traditional owners of this land. We pay our deepest respects to the elders, past and present, and to the next generation, who we hope to create a different future for. The best career advice that you are not getting is to invest. Hello and welcome to Your In Good Company, a podcast that makes investing accessible for everyone. I'm Maddie and as always, I'm in some very good company with my co-host Sophie. Hello Mads, tonight we're drinking a little Negroni. We love it. My favorite, can we do a clink? Cheers. Oh, it sounds so good. (laughs) (laughs) Negroni is like my favorite drink. What's your favorite cocktail? Margarita. Oh, true. This is delicious. I know you said you didn't like it too much, but it's feel like it's a nice winter kind Mm. of spicy little number. Yeah, I like it. That's good. Well, um, I'm really glad you guys now know our favorite cocktails, (laughs) (laughs) but maybe we should talk about (laughs) investing instead. Mads, today I actually wanted to start off with um, a TikTok trend. Okay, I'm scared. <laughs> we might be a bit behind on the times. I feel like I miss out on TikTok. Like TikTok trends come and go so quick. <laughs> Which one is it? It's the one where it's like, he's a 10. Oh, but... <laughs> okay. No, I like it. Let's try it. Well, the other day I went on TikTok and there was this TikTok of, you know, the ones where it's like you're walking around the house during the day and it's like, in a minute. And then it's yeah. like, and it was oh, all now these. I'm going to have that stuck in my head. It was all these different sounds I'd never heard. Oh. And I'm like, God, I've been off TikTok for two weeks and this is what happens. Yeah, wow. Anyway. All right. What have you start. got for me? I'm excited. Okay. He's a 10. But when he goes to the library to study, he takes <laughs> off his shoes and socks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually like physically cringing. I was trying to think of things that you don't like. (laughs) I'm going to say a four for that. Oh God, a four. I'd give them a straight zero. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm too kind. All right. Let me think of one. He is a nine, but he's got four different super accounts. Oh, like knowingly? Yes. He's just, he's too lazy. He just doesn't care. It's not a priority. Yeah. He's, he goes down to like a good, good old five or four. Yeah. It really um, upsets me. <laughs> yeah. If he knows about it and doesn't want to change it, yeah. that's when it's like, come on, dude. Agreed. Like, how are we going to have a great financial future together? Yeah. If you can't <laughs> consolidate your finances. Oh my God. I sound Get like, rid of him. <laughs> I sound so bad. <laughs> mine, okay. Mine is so different to yours. Um, he is... A 10. Yeah. No, actually, we'll give him it. He's an eight. Okay. He's an eight. <laughs> but when the plane lands, he claps. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm and it's like, it's like a flight from Melbourne to Sydney. Oh, like, it's no. not even like you've gone through turbulence all yeah, the way like over right to Brazil. Like, <laughs> like, where it's genuinely scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I just, uh, he's, I can't, I can't be with him. Okay. <laughs> it's There's a no- zero. <laughs> it's a zero. <laughs> all right. I've got one more for you. Um, He's an eight, but he calls his parents mummy and daddy. Ooh. <laughs> no, 
I hate pet names. Like I don't I'm really. So, I actually had a moment there where I was like, "Does Sam do that? Am I gonna? Is this gonna be really awkward?" No, I am not a pet name person. Yeah. Like, oh, I just can't. I'm not good with it. And if it was Mummy and Daddy, oh. <laughs> it's actually funny. I did this to Sam yesterday on the phone. I wish I'd recorded it. Sam and is Sophie's partner. If Sam's you're tuning my, in. My partner, and he was like, "I told him a couple," and then I said to him, "Like, she's a ten, but like." she doesn't get along with your mum or your oh. sisters. And he was like, no, nah, zero. <laughs> that's, that's very Joel's line. <laughs> but the feet one, he was fine with. The library feet, it was strange. <laughs> Boys are odd. Last one. Okay. She's a two. Oh. But inflation. Oh. <laughs> no. I actually love that. I think, did you? Oh, no, Sasha put that on her Instagram, producer Sash, and I literally saw it and laughed so much. So what is she? Ah. Oh. Um, like plus seven percent in if you're in the oh US. you're getting so technical i was expecting you to be like 10 she's a two but a 10 <laughs> yeah okay 10 plus whatever the inflation rate is at the moment <laughs> love it well speaking of high inflation rates <laughs> what a transition good good segue there um we really wanted to have a chat today i guess about what is going on in the market more broadly not getting into specifics about um sort of why but more about how we are responding and how we're feeling you know what's really funny i went to look up on the podcast to be like what to where to invest in the bear market in 2022 and the first thing that came up was our podcast because <laughs> oh we did the asx game uh, yeah, investing in the bear market i was like no i need different perspectives <laughs> well i feel like we need to put a disclosure then that we did not win the asx game no <laughs> in fact we did quite poorly but it was still a good episode i feel like we learned quite a lot so obviously at the moment the markets are down mm. quick rundown what is a bear market. What does that actually mean? Yeah, so I guess a good place to start is by the by pointing out that Australia is not actually in a bear market yet. Hopefully we'll avoid it, but the US is. And what it means is a fall by 20% or more from its most recent rise. And right now the US is down about 20% from its January peak, but I guess a couple of weeks ago I think it was down about 25%. So that is sort of the technical definition of a bear market. And whilst Australia isn't in one, we do tend to trend in the same direction as the US. So obviously our share market is down as well. Yeah, and I think for a bit of context, over the past couple of years, we've seen a bull market, which is kind of the opposite, which is that massive yeah, run of yeah of growth. And I think the bear market is kind of happening. You might also hear it in correlation of the word like correction, because yeah. it's kind of the market after this big, long bull run being like, oh, hold on a minute. We've had way too much growth here. We've had all this economic stimulus pumped into the economy, people buying more stocks. And so I guess like when you look at the companies, they're kind of correcting to what their true like fundamental value you kind of is yes I think it's good to bring a little bit of perspective to this conversation so I am just going to go into reading mode for a second because I do think these facts are quite um give me the facts yeah they, I love they, the were, facts. they were helpful for me personally they anyway. were helpful for me as well I I'm like glad. that <laughs> so over the past two decades in Australia we have seen a bear market that has lasted just over two months and a bear market that has lasted almost 18 months so according to an Analysis? According to analysis, <laughs> oh, we're good at reading. <laughs> According to analysis done by a fund manager, Zurich, um, ASX shares have seen 11 bear markets since 1970. And the average duration of these bear markets was about 13 months. And the average loss was about 35%. So it's kind of saying that, you know, these 
these are really common. Bear markets are really common. Um, I think ones that we've, you know, might, you might know of in your lifetime is the dot com bubble, which mm-hmm. happened around the two thousands. Also happened global financial crisis. Yeah. Now during COVID, it's a really normal part of the stock market. And if you are interested in learning more about why we're in the situation we are in at the moment, how we sort of got to this position, I would really recommend going back to our episode on interest rates. In that one, we really dive into like basically the perfect storm that is 2022 and how things have gone so badly for markets. So do you know why it's called a bear market? Uh, I do. And it's because when bears attack, they (laughs) go... They maul their prey. Is what Google oh, says. I thought it was like they go up onto their hind legs and then they like come down onto you. Oh, well, that makes sense too. I was whereas the- bulls, yeah, I think that's right. Because whereas bulls have their horns and they like go up. Oh. I'm doing lots of actions here for those who are listening along at home. Because I thought, okay, so that definitely makes sense. Thank totally you. taking your word for that one. <laughs> and I was Googling and it was like, yeah, because a bull... A bull. <laughs> a bear mauls its prey. And I was like, good Great to know visual. that we're the prey. But then I was like, doesn't a bull do that as well? Because I've yeah. seen the, like videos of them running around at the Spanish mm. festivals and like they are not happy. No. So why is the bull getting – but you, yours makes sense. Thank Thanks you. for clarifying. <laughs> It's very easy to feel really great when um, the share market is up and to invest in lots of different things. And when the investments are going really well, you know, you feel positive about it. You feel like you're in a good place. But I think, you know, Warren Buffett has that quote that says, when the tide goes out, you see who's swimming naked. And I think... <laughs> what? Have you, you never heard really? that one? Ah, no. I think I said it right. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Something along those lines. <laughs> But I think what I have really been reflecting on recently is, you know, now that my portfolio is quite red, I'm kind of looking at some of a couple of my investments and being like, what was I thinking? Yeah. Whereas when those investments were doing really well, I wasn't thinking twice. So why don't we jump into some confessions? Confessions of a first time bear market investor. That's us. <laughs> That's us. Oh, we'll be giving well, you confessions. Well, we did, we did invest in the bear market of... 2020 and it's technically not a bear bear market but I like the name okay so what is your number one confession is this does the confession is it like a bad thing like is this no it's a learning it's It's a learning okay so what's like your one learning or your yeah what's your one confession from this bear market thus far I'm sure Uh, we're gonna have many in the months to come (laughs) I think for me it would have to be zip Okay. Um, Do you want to give a quick quick little rundown for anyone that doesn't know what Zip is? Yes. So Zip is a buy now, pay later company. It was sort of, I feel like it was second in line to Afterpay. It was sort of the second biggest one. Um, And it's down 90%. That's a good bear market run. It's solid. Mm. So I think my thinking... Did you short it or did you (laughs) buy it? (laughs) It would be a confession if I shorted it. I like did quite well off my Afterpay shares last year or, you know, did reasonably made a bit of money when they got sold to Square. And I think when that, when I didn't have Afterpay in my portfolio anymore and things were still very positive about Buy Now, Pay Later, I was like, I want to get more exposure to Buy Now, Pay Later. Um, so I started buying Zip shares and I did my research and I, you know, I liked the company, but it's funny now that it's doing so poorly, I'm like, do I like this company? Like, does it really, I think with buy now, pay later, I can really respect and appreciate what the, they have done as an industry. Like they've created a really interesting product that really took off. Yeah. But then there's the other part of me that's like, is it actually 
from like the financial well-being point of view, yeah. is it a good product? What was the, you know, when you did buy it at its peak, mm. what was the one thing that kind of got you across the line of being like, yep, this is a good investment? Yeah, I mean, now that you ask that. <laughs> well, because I think that's the thing, right? Because when, yeah. when this has happened, I think for me, I've been like, oh, I did that because someone told me or whatever, mm. we can get into it. But like, it's like it's funny to reflect on what the differences are between 100%. why you wouldn't invest in it now when it's really cheap, yeah. potentially. I don't know. No, 100%. And I think the fact that I can't feel that way because in a lot of my other shares, I do feel that way. Yeah. It's a real, like it's a red flag. I think when I was buying it, I was just more pro buy now, pay later. I had rose colored glasses on and I was like, this yeah. is a good business. I still think, like, I'm not selling it, put it that way. I still think that the business has potential, but yeah, I'm definitely sort of having second thoughts about my original investment thesis. So your confession is that maybe going forward when you are buying something, regardless of the price, you understand the fundamentals of what's behind the company because at a time like this, maybe you don't feel so confident about holding it when it's so low. I think what's not sitting right with me really is the ethical side of it. Okay. Like I don't, I actually don't feel so good about the buy now, pay later space anymore. And I think yep. that's why I'm not so confident. Fair enough. I what like about that. you? What are your confession? What's your confession? Yeah, honestly, my confession is actually probably quite similar. My confession is that I took a stock tip from a friend a, a year or so ago to buy points bet mm. and he knows what he's doing in a sense. Like yeah. he's pretty so good he with investing. Him. Yeah, I trusted him. And there was, you know, COVID, more people gambling and it's so ethically wrong in my mind for me. Yeah. Just for I me. I mean, no shame. Yeah. That's your own personal view. Yeah. No shame at all. Um, but it's gone completely down and I've lost a lot of money. So I think it's similar to you. It's yeah. like I'm sitting here now being like, I only invest in that because someone told me to. And now that it's gone down, I don't really know why it's gone down and I can't see the future for it. Mm. So I think my confession is the best learning in a bear market when things are going badly is like invest in what you know, invest yeah. in what you love, invest in what aligns with your values and understand the companies you're investing in. I think that's the thing. I think when you say invest in what you love, you really hit the nail on the head because I get so excited about following pretty much all of the companies in my portfolio and reading about them and researching and I think that's where I personally get most of my joy out of investing and like knowing that it's setting me up financially as well and has all those other benefits, but it's actually just following the companies themselves. And yeah. I think when you find companies that you really believe in and that you like, it's that- easier to, it's easier to research. 100%. And like, I, I actually read a quote, I didn't hear, I heard a quote on a podcast the other day that said, don't go off advice, go off education. Mm. And it kind of stuck with me exactly with my confession because I was like, that "That is so true because I went off advice, totally unsolicited advice. (laughs) He's not a financial advisor. (laughs) And I, you know, I wasn't educated. So now I have no idea why it's down. I mean, I've looked into it now, but you know, I didn't understand it. So it's like, do you, do you research? This is what the bear market is telling me. Thank you, Mr. Bear. <laughs> I have a fun community confession for you. Oh, okay. Reach like, out to a community member. Love this. This confession is about a cryptocurrency, Cardano. Okay. And when I asked her, um, do you know what this crypto actually does? And I was like, I'm, I'm asking because I'm interested. Like, I have no idea. You had no idea, yeah. And she said, legit had no clue. <laughs> and I was like, cool. And she said, but it was a recommendation from my brother's friend. I bought in at $2,000 and I should have sold it when it got up to $10,000. Oh. She said in brackets, and my parents told me to sell it too. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I didn't do that. And now it's worth a, t- a mere $64, lol. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a lot of people are feeling that pain. Especially with crypto. Yeah, especially with crypto. <laughs> 
I'm super keen to get some – we've done a bit of reading, a bit of research, gone to the experts with this one who have gone through some bear markets before to get some tips and advice on how and where to invest your money during a bear market. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick grape – grape. A quick grape. A quick, <laughs> a quick break. I was going to say a great teaser, but you've really lost me now. <laughs> a quick break for our sponsors. Nice. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Okay, so obviously we're feeling a little bit like, "Oh my god, it's a bear market." And so I've been googling, <laughs> "What do I do?" We've landed on an article. We have. And what does this article tell us? Tips for surviving and thriving. I just added that bit. <laughs> a bear market. And the article is by Bank of America. So pretty trusty source. Yeah, like that. So tip number one is avoid a knee-jerk reaction. I like this because if you think about it, you've been told, right, you're at summer camp. You're <laughs> in the woods. You come across a bear. You don't knee jerk and run away. <laughs> you have to stand still. So that makes sense. That do makes you sense stand still when you come across a bear? I, I've never come across one, but that's what you're told to do. Oh, you're not told to run. Freeze. You're meant to like fight. Fight? I'm not, not fighting a bear. <laughs> not fight, but like. You mean fight or flight, not flight. No, like you're meant to just stand there. It's like okay, when you you're see meant to freeze. <laughs> have you not? Ne- okay, I'll make it Australian version okay. for you. What about a snake? What do yeah. you do when you see a snake? Freeze. So there we go. Got it. Got it. So like this. No and the share jets. market is being a slippery snake right now. <laughs> I hate myself when I say that. <laughs> I think um, for this one, I have actually given myself a three business day buffer. Three business days, talk to my friends and just kind of have that sounding board before I make any decisions. Okay. So if and you're going to invest. Quite well. So if you're going to invest in a stock, like you'll be like. I'm gonna. I like this stock. I'm just gonna to talk to some people, get some opinions, leave it a couple of days, yeah. and then invest. And on the flip side as well, I considered selling a couple of my holdings that I didn't believe in anymore. Talk, left it three business days, didn't sell. You actually did speak to me about. <laughs> yeah, that. I know. And I gave you some tax, tax advice, <laughs> unsolicited tax advice. <laughs> Number two is think about rebalancing your portfolio. Yeah, this is one that I have read about and heard about so much, and personally, I hadn't no idea what rebalancing your portfolio actually means and also in practice it's like I'm doing this you know I'm investing kind of passively on the side like am I the type of person that needs to rebalance my portfolio yeah I think in my mind it's just something that like massive institutional investors do and less so something that we do but what have you been reading so I've read that for rebalancing it's kind of like you're readjusting your portfolio to suit I guess like your risk 
tolerance and your goals during this time. So you might feel that you're over allocated in equities or in stocks. So you might pull back and say, you know, I'm not going to invest so much in stocks at the moment. Not that we're saying this is the right or wrong thing to do, but it might just be aligned to your risk. So I'm going to, you know, with my savings check, put more into into the bank because I know that, you know, interest rates are going up and I might make, be able to make some more money on my cash. Yeah. I think this risk, risk tolerance point is a really good one. You know, we have been fortunate enough to be going to a few companies recently and doing live events. And we do this kind of chat about how to start investing, how to get yourself set up. If you, if you want us to come to your employer, let us know. <laughs> but one of the things that we do talk about is trying to get an idea of what your risk tolerance is when you start. And I think right now, like you're going to know. It teaches you, yeah. Because if you are feeling super uncomfortable about your portfolio right now, that's possibly saying something that you might want to reflect on, whether you can start maybe investing in less risky things, if you can maybe start reallocating, like you said, some of your money out of stocks. Yeah. And I feel like personally, I've even felt that at the moment. So if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, I have always said that I've invested in like growth stocks, Mm. a lot of tech and tech is so down at the moment. And for me, my rebalancing and my readjusting is, yeah, I'm putting a bit more into cash, but I'm also putting more into ETFs and blue chips because I got so on board of those, you know, high growth stocks, but my rebalancing is going, okay, we've got way too much satellite going on. Let's focus on the core. Nice. I think the other way that you can think about rebalancing your portfolio is through diversification, mm. which is investing in different industries, in different countries, in different size companies. There's all sorts of different diversification, but I think there's this um, great chart that talks about how one year, you know, one sector of the economy, maybe US shares might be the worst performing and the next year it might be the best performing. Whereas emerging markets, so developing countries, economies, um, investing in that area might be the worst performing or the best performing and the next year might be the worst performing. So I think this is a great time to really reflect on how diversified your portfolio is. There's a great stat that I, and I'm going to butcher it, but it's like Australia is 3% of global markets. Yeah. It's tiny. So maybe it's time to think about whether investing in, international shares, whether even just be adding an ETF to your your portfolio that's giving you exposure to the US or to Europe. All of these are really easy ways to think about diversifying your portfolio. Yeah. And I think on that, just to round it out, when I've read about rebalancing, it's kind of like the whole premise of it is like you sell, not that you sell, but you know, you what they say is you sell what's doing well right now and put it into what's doing badly. So you're looking for things that are lagging and that's how you kind of rebalance out because if you're doing well in something, it's kind of sitting at that point where it's like, yep, got my returns and I'm going to put it into that, you know, I don't know, emerging markets. I don't have a lot there and it's doing really poorly at the moment. Potentially that's something that's going to grow in the future. Not that I think that that's the case. I'm just saying that's Mm. the premise of rebalancing. I feel like that's a great example for your really large investor. Yeah. I think, and that like illustrates the idea really well. I think right now, I mean, probably none of us have things that are doing really well, Yeah. but I think that's the exact idea that you're sort of going for is just sort of re- yeah. Well, if you've got a whole bunch of cash, it's doing really well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now those interest well, rates are rising. <laughs> what's the next tip that you've got? Tip number three is look for or find strategic opportunities. Now, I hate this when people say this, like buy something that's super cheap. Like yeah. what does cheap mean? Yeah. And how do you find it? <laughs> and, yeah. Is there a website we can go to? Well, 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 well. <laughs> now that you say that. I was recently reading the Rowan Street Capital Investor Letter. We were both reading it. We were both having a chat about it the other day. 
And this is a big fund manager. I think they're based over in the US. Yeah. They wrote a letter to investors about, I think it's the five companies that they think are going to outperform for the next 10 years or maybe 10 companies that are going to outperform for the next five years. I can't remember. But I want to go into reading mode again just for a second because I think at the start of this letter, they really brought some great perspective to sort of what we're feeling and what we've been talking about in this episode so far. They say the past two quarters have been difficult for all growth investors and certainly for Rowan Street partners. COVID reopening, inflation, threat of rapid increase in interest rates, as well as the war going on in Europe, all contributed to a very rapid market rotation out of growth stocks, which were the darlings of 2020 and 2021 time period. These types of rotations are normal and to be expected from time to time. Yeah, and I think what I really took out of this letter was that they run through a couple of different uh, stocks and we can link it in our show notes as well. But what the real premise of finding a strategic opportunity is like looking at what the share price almost is now and assessing whether you think that's cheap or not. So the metrics I personally still find really difficult to understand. But a really good way that I thought that like – they have put it in the letter is um, like, let's take Spotify, for example. If you Google right now on your phone or wherever you're listening, the Spotify stock price, you'll see a little graph and you take it to the five years and you'll see that there's this massive rise up through 2021 and it's completely dropped now. Prior to the pandemic, so just imagine COVID didn't exist for a moment, its share price was sitting around $137, $140. That's where it was sitting and that's where the market was valuing this company at. During COVID, went ballistic, went up to $340 there about, even a little bit more. I think that's where my brother bought it. (laughs) (laughs) Under the bus. (laughs) So crazy valuation. People went a bit berserk in COVID. You know, it's not really its true fundamental value. But right now, it's sitting back down at $100. So actually below Mm. its price prior to the pandemic. And what I find really fascinating about this is that the company has still grown over those two years. Like their subscribers have grown, their revenue has grown. So like why did it, well, before COVID it was valued at 130, but now it's at 100, but it's there's growth in the company. Yeah, I mean, it's because of the bear market. <laughs> but users are up 74% and sales have been growing 2.2 times every year since 2020. So like you said, massive growth that we're seeing and yet share price is not reflecting that. And I think these are the kind of things that when you are looking for something that's so-called cheap, these are the kind of things that you can look at. Is the share price actually reflecting what the company's results are? Are there any other kind of metrics? I know metrics are a little bit, yeah, but like, are there any other things that you kind of look at during a bear market or you've read that, you know, good things to kind of anchor you when you're looking at a stock to buy? Yeah, I think... I definitely recently have been investing much more in larger companies that have, I want to say that have a strong balance sheet. But when I say that, I don't actually look at their balance sheet. I more just know that they're big companies. They've been around for a long time. They're profitable. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think cash, like having a lot of cash is really valuable in a time like this. Yeah. Um, But I I mean, I have to admit, I'm not going on and looking at balance sheets and seeing how much cash they have because I don't think it would mean all that much. Yeah, well, I agree, though, in the sense that what I've been hearing a lot is look at cash because at the moment, debt is really expensive. Yes. So our interest rates are going up. If companies are loaning money from the bank, they're paying a lot back to have that debt. So you've got to make sure a company kind of has that kind of cash to be able to survive during a period like this. Mm. At the end of the day, we said at the beginning, a bear market could go for a couple of months 
or it could go for a couple of years. So when you're investing in something, have a look and make sure you think it can sustain. And I know it sounds like a little bit of work, but like take the time, you know, it's a bit of a journey. (laughs) Tip number four is be consistent. And I think this is something that I have been reflecting on a lot and kind of putting a bit of pressure on myself, to be honest, Mm. because my biggest gains from my investing journey so far, which is a couple of years, are from what I was investing in during that COVID bear market. Yep. And I think that that really taught me a lot in terms of confidence during a market downturn. And I've definitely changed what I'm investing in. Like I'm investing in quite you know, so-called safe things, but I am really trying to be consistent at the moment and buy in when prices are down. Yeah. I think everyone keeps, like, I keep hearing people be like, I'm going to buy the dip and like, I'm going to buy at the lowest point. And I literally yell at people when they say, <laughs> yeah. wow, I'm like, don't. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like no one knows when the bottom is. And if yeah. you're consistent, you might catch the bottom, you know? And I think a really funny quote, um, Sally Krawcheck, who's the CEO of Elvest, And she's actually the woman who does the um, beginning of our podcast the the best career advice the best career advice you're not getting is to invest anyway she do, said do, that do, do, do. everyone out there there's obviously so much noise mm. around investing and everyone thinks they know when the bottom's going to be or when like what's going to happen in the markets but at the end of the day no one knows and if you've got someone if you're listening to the tv or the radio or the podcasts and they're saying to you i knew this market dip's going to happen so i know when the bottom's going to be and they were saying that you know all of last year that there's going to be a dip that means for 51 weeks of the year they were wrong mm. they were wrong that the dip was about to happen if they were telling you all of last year that the dip was happening they were wrong 51 weeks until it dipped i think my favorite stat about investing my whole out of all of the stats there are is um a Bank America study or Bank of America study, which says back to 1930, if you missed the 10 best days each decade whilst investing in the top 500 US companies, you would have a total return of 28% versus if you held steady through all of the ups and downs, your total return would be 17,715%. Do not try and time the market, people. And when Maddie says you miss the days, it's that you've been holding off and you haven't invested. Because your money like, isn't in the market. Yeah, because you're trying not to invest. So it's just one of those things. It's like stick to your routine, you know? Final tip is to maintain perspective. And I think I this like is a good this. one. Yeah. I saw a quote the other day that said investing is for days. Sorry, <laughs> I butchered it. <laughs> Are you a day trader? I'm a day trader. Investing is for decades, not, not days. days. <laughs> there we go. And I think it's so true. And I honestly can tell you so, so honestly, like this downturn has taught me that. Mm. You know, I know that we've been doing this for 18 months. But I think when this kind of stuff happens, that's when your perspective really kicks in. And if you do have time on your side, it's one of those things that's like, this is going to be a part of your journey. And it's probably going to happen a couple of times if you're a long-term investor. So like I said, so if we have been reading lots, we have been listening to lots, but I think it's probably only fair if we share some recommendations at the end of this podcast. So what, it doesn't have to be bear market or even investing related, but what have you been listening to or reading recently that you would like to recommend? Okay. I'll give you a couple. One bear market related, one not. Nice. Okay. So my first recommendation is a bear market one, and it's actually a shameless plug of the EM network. It's a comedian versus economist, nice. how not to get mauled in a bear market. <laughs> <laughs> Very visual title. Thomas is actually an economist, so he really understands the fundamentals of this stuff. They kind of speak about it for 10 minutes or so. It's not too long. Is Adam and- actually a comedian? <laughs> I mean, don't oh. ask him that. <laughs> 
And I feel like they just kind of break it down really simple. And it was a good one to get some info if you want some more info. And then my other one was how I built this by Guy Raz with Jimmy Fallon. Oh. Totally unrelated. But Jimmy's voice, number one, is really soothing. And number two, it's an hour long. I know that's a really long podcast, but I literally just was laughing the whole time. Like he's a comedian. But it's just kind of showed his backstory. And I think it's one that everyone will really enjoy. It's a real good feel-good one if you need something to turn off from inflation I love that. Definitely. What are you – what have you been listening to that you haven't have you, are you gonna give me something original that you haven't sent me because <laughs> you send me so many uh, recommendations no i'm not sorry <laughs> i the, my first one was actually sent to us by sam from the daily oz it was a great episode on 7 a.m all about the reserve bank of australia and how it's actually structured and how it works super interesting episode i really had no idea about who the people on the RBA are and I guess how they actually make decisions about interest rates, which is super relevant at so, the moment. It's like one of those things that it's like, oh yeah, you've seen the RBA do this. You're like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and this article kind of, I mean, this episode kind of rips them apart a little bit. It's a bit savage, but it's very interesting. I mean, the ti- I'm pretty sure the title is like why the RBA is wrong or something. It's like- the RBA doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, you- you're going to expect that it's going to be a little bit savage. And the other one is a Diary of a CEO episode. Such a good podcast if you don't know it. But this one is with Reshma, who is the founder of Girls Who Code. Mm. This episode is just remarkable. She tells all sorts of really incredible stories about being a child of immigrants and moving to the US and trying to find her place, um, how she founded this company and how she really had just this strong drive to want to change the world and really have an impact. Honestly, I've sent it to so many people. I sent it to my housemate. She absolutely loved it. It is a great episode and it's super inspiring. So I would very much recommend that one. It is called How I Taught Millions of Women the Most Important Skill, Girls Who Code, and it's episode 149. Well, I guess, Mads, that kind of wraps up our little Negroni chat. Time to go and get another, I reckon. We need some dinner. We need some dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much for tuning in today's episode. As always, if you have any questions, we would love for you to send us a DM on Instagram at YAGC Podcast. We will have a thread going in the Facebook group, All Things Bear Markets, YAGC Investing Podcast Discussion. And if you're sitting still listening to this, could you please just send it to one friend and like just send it across, get our name out there. We would love that. If you've got a friend that wants to start investing, send them our summer series and you can leave us a review also if you're enjoying. Thank you so much. We'll catch you next week. Bye. You're in good company is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of You're In Good Company are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In a spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Your In Good Company acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Hold up, what was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code GLOW.